All right, guys, welcome to the second podcast for Buckhorn Ministries. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about hunting and fishing, some st- um, stories and stuff we've seen, and some articles. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe, and be sure to email us at buckhornministries at gmail.com if you have anything you want us to talk about or uh, discuss on the podcast. All right, so I'm your host, Matt Kroll, and... With me here today is Cameron Kroll. Yep. So we're going to get going. So Cameron, what's been going on this not, week? Not too much this week. Uh I've been I've been busy. How about you? Oh yeah, I'm just working. So I haven't really had much time to get out and do anything. So I am going to be going down to the property and bush hogging some trails out this weekend and uh dove season starts next weekend, so getting ready for dove season. Yeah, I've already seen people out there in the fields looking around. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but... I'm sure they're just marking their spots and getting ready for next next weekend. Which, uh, I think this year it's it's, it's going to be different a different dove season because I believe on opening day you can start shooting at daylight. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's usually been around 12 o'clock, right? Yeah, it's always started at noon. But uh, that's cool. I, if I tell you what, if it, if next weekend is like this weekend, it's going to be a really good shoot wherever you are because it's really overcast today and it's kind of cool. It's actually really good weather. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's been really cool this summer too, though. You know that? It really has up until about a month ago. Yeah. So, and then it got really hot. But yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, a lot going on this is that time of the year where we really you just time moves on you know you get you you get behind if you don't look especially with hunting and stuff so yep no so you said you were telling me before we got started on the podcast that you had you found an interesting place that you want to go fish yeah that is uh tired creek in uh, grady county tired creek yeah in grady county okay yeah um, I looked it up a while ago. It's, uh, it looks pretty cool. So, what makes you want to go to that lake? It's brand new. It was only made in 2018. It opened in May of 25th of 2018. And I've seen some of the biggest fish I've ever seen get caught in that lake. It's about like 15 pounds. It's the biggest I've seen. Really? And the littlest I've seen is probably about 10. Uh, like really, it, is really this on fish. like G-O-N or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really looked it up, but I know where Grady County is because that's right next to Thomas County where we go on our hunt every couple of years. So, over in uh, Cairo, Georgia. Yeah, isn't that near Lake Seminole? Lake Seminole, it's not far from Lake Seminole, it's right there, you know, on the Georgia-Florida line. So, I'm not really sure how many miles it is from Lake Seminole. But, you know, that would be a, that'd be a good trip. I think I'd go there. I'd yeah, do it. Yeah, I would too. So, but yeah, that's cool. So, we need to get that planned up. Yeah, we do. I, I did read that that's a good lake for like if you were allowed to kayak. Or you had small John boat, it would be really good because you can get way back up 
in the creeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They said that a big boat's fine on the... Open water? Right, right. It, but, looks, it looks like it's uh, stumpy, you know. It's, they just flooded some woods, I think. Right? I don't know. Is that kind of like Juliet? Yeah, kind of, yeah, in a way. Yeah. I love Juliet. I do, too. That's one of my favorite lakes. It was my favorite lake up until... Um, it was a, my favorite lake up until I went to Clark Hill. And then I really like going there now. So, But yeah, that sounds like a good place we ought to go this spring. Yeah, I think we should do. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just go ahead and say we're going to do it. Yep. Oh, that's cool. So, hey, I seen that you showed me that we had an interesting trail cam picture. Yeah, I went to check the trail cam yesterday and there was a raccoon attacking the... Uh, the feeder. Oh, really? Yeah, he knocked it over. Did he really? Yeah. Man, that's a that's got to be a big one, then. It is. Holy smokes. He knocked the whole feeder over? Yeah. Dang. Them big raccoons get very, very aggressive. I saw one fight another raccoon. Like, last year. When you were hunting down there? No. Like, on the camera, it was fighting the Oh, raccoon. I got you. You got a picture of it? And th- yeah, and then it attacked the camera, by the way. After that. Oh, really? Yeah. It was weird. It's probably the same raccoon. I I saw a couple back there when I was hunting last year. Really? Yeah, I did. There were uh, there were some big ones back there. I've actually never seen them before. Really? No, I haven't seen them. I've seen them during bow season. No, I only seen like I don't think I seen but one deer back there last year. I seen uh, uh one too, but it was big, really like. Yeah, the the one I saw was a good deer. It really was. So, I think it was on my birthday, too. And I missed it. I saw uh, one back there on the opening day of gun season last year. Uh, you couldn't get a shot at it? No. Too yeah. far. It was uh, running. Oh, uh, it was? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about getting down there. I haven't been to Jasper at all, have you? Uh, No, I have not. Yeah. I haven't been down there since... Uh, probably December. Oh, so you, you completely left it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to go down there and get my stand up. I think that's probably where I'm going to hunt opening weekend of bow season. Uh, so, or at least open in the morning. So I got to get down there and get that. So I may do that next weekend, get that done. and all that. I, I have not had time to go squirrel hunting. Have you? No, I haven't. And I wish I could get out there and do it. But hopefully we get to that going. I mean, deer season's here in two weeks, man. So, And, we, you know, we got our trip coming up to St. Augustine. We're going to do the charter, so that would be fun. Yeah, it will. Yeah. I don't uh, know if we'll be able to record that, though, will we? Uh, I'm. We're probably not going to record that one because that's just our trip. Yeah. So, But, hey... uh. Speaking of uh, going fishing in the ocean, tell me about this uh, flounder that you told me that you were telling me about earlier. Oh yeah, they said some guy said he caught a flounder. It was on it was in the GON. It they, they said they caught it in the Old Mogi River in Telefair County, uh-huh. which is really inshore, I think. Yeah, it's like two hundred miles from the coast. Is it? Yeah. Somewhere around there, because uh, 
because I tell Telfair and Coffee County that's right there together and that's that's a long ways because like I literally just went through coffee yesterday really yeah mm-hmm. so um, we went down to the Buckarama oh you did oh yeah um, but yeah that's pre- that's pretty cool like could you imagine if you were fishing in a river and catch a flounder like that no I could not. that would be like what do you do with it do you keep it yeah I do it was, <laughs> it was really big flounder though I, I don't know the inches but it was big yeah it looked actually yeah I saw the picture you showed me the one you showed me earlier that was a big flounder I mean it wasn't a little bitty one it was a nice size flounder some good plays on that joker but yeah uh that that would be cool. Like, I wouldn't even know what to think. You know the weirdest thing I ever caught in Old Muggy? What? An eel. Really? I caught an eel. Okay. A freshwater eel. That's weird right there. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't even know that was a, such a thing until I caught one. Huh. Because I, you know, I don't do a lot of river fishing. The weirdest thing I've ever caught in general is a crab. Oh, like off the dock or yeah. something? Yeah. Does they just grab a hole? I think that's actually how you catch crabs. You just throw something and they grab onto it. I actually watched a video of this guy that he was, that's what he was doing. He was throwing like a, like whatever kind of bait out. Yeah. And then he would pull, when the line would start moving, the crab would carry it and they would hold onto it. And he would pull it up real slow. And then he have a net. And when he get them up out of the water, he'd scoop them with a net. And that's how he caught crab. I didn't know that's how you catch them. I thought you, I, most ways I've seen them is a uh, basket. Yeah, I guess you know it's just like anything. There's multiple ways, but yeah. that would be pretty cool. I don't. I'm not a, much on eating crab, but I love crab meat. It's best. Really? Yes. I didn't know that about you. Really? Mm-mm. Bucket yeah. crab is the best. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did not know you ate crab. So you said you went to the Buckarama. Tell people about that, just in case they don't know what it is. Oh, uh, Buckarama is, uh, they hold it in Perry, Georgia, every year, usually around the last weekend in August, and uh, it's basically a bunch of vendors that come together and they sell, you know, deer stands, uh, knives, you know, food plots, stuff, it's just a bunch of vendors from different businesses that come around and you get to walk around. I kind of describe it as like a, like a, <coughs> excuse me, a really big flea market. So, uh, it's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, they didn't, you know, due to COVID and everything, so there's not really, there wasn't a whole lot down there yesterday. But, it was still pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I, I picked up a few small things when I was down there. And, um. Uh, there was, uh, it's funny, I was walking around and I actually ran into two vendors that are doing the same thing that we're doing. Really? Yeah. Is that so, the same thing? Almost exact. So, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, I didn't get to really speak with them about it much, So, but I am going to look them up and uh, maybe call them just to kind of get what they what they can't do so where were they from though uh i don't know they were from georgia but i don't know exactly where so 
I think it seemed like some of them, one of them had like their chapters, so like you could start your own chapter of that particular organization. And uh, one of them was he was a pretty cool guy. He he does film hunts and everything like that. So hmm. he it it was cool. They were doing gun raffles and they had all kinds of stuff there. But the weather was kind of nasty. I mean, it's mostly inside. But it was it rained the whole time I was there, so. Oh, it's inside. Yeah, most of it's inside now. Thought, they have some stuff outside, but I thought it was outside this whole time. Nah, it's inside. It's, I. You know where you've been to the Perry Fair? Uh, yeah. Once. All right. All right. So you know, like where the the fairgrounders they have those two big buildings. Yeah. That's that's where they hold it. It's inside, but like now they have some things that are outside, like, uh, tractors and like. You know, like planters and and like tower stands and all that stuff. So, I'm sorry about that. I got an email. I'm sorry. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot. So we go. It's kind of like a tradition that we have to get started for this season. You know, you go down there and get you fired up for deer season gets you fired up for hunting so it was a lot of fun they had a a taxidermy contest like where people bring down their deer and like you enter enter your deer in a contest like your mount it was pretty cool they had i don't think it was just deer but i've seen some down there that had like snakes like african game all kinds of stuff man and you know, last week we were talking about mule deer. They're going, or we we're well, we were talking about going out west and uh, mule deer and different things like that. I'm gonna tell you something. They had a mount of a mule deer in there. That thing was humongous. How big was it? Exactly. It, I mean, it was like the body size of it was like twice the size of a whitetail. Really? It was huge. That's big. Yeah, I didn't know that they got that big. That they're that's a big deer. And yeah, I think the uh, I don't think the, the antlers they get big, but I don't know about body like you said. Yeah, I didn't know that they uh, they got that big. Oh. But they had some big, um, big old mule deer. They had some goats and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. Um, but. So you plan on going dove hunting next weekend? Uh, I don't know about opening the day, but I do plan on going soon, though. Before the vacation. How about you? I think I'm going to go on uh, Monday. The Monday after opening day. Oh, okay. Um, that's my plan. Well, we were supposed to do some stuff down there for the, uh, for the property that monday but i think we're gonna try to knock it out this weekend and then so that monday i could go down there and and hunt so i got i got a lot to do down there i gotta get a couple stands put up that i haven't done and uh some like you know just small things so we're thinking about getting a smoker to take down there really what kind i don't know yet like one like I got, or different? 
Sort of like what you got, but not electric. Oh, like a like a real smoker. Right. Yeah. No. I like electric. It's easier to use. You know. Yeah, it's fine for at the house. No, you know we ain't we don't have electricity down here. Yeah. So that ain't gonna do us no good. Mm-hmm. We I always look forward to that's my favorite part of deer season is the food. And it, that's, it's bad to say that, but like when you go camping, I swear when you go camping, you can if you, even if you're just grilling hot dogs, like they taste better. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Marshmallows are good, roasted. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try to get a deer with my muzzle litter this year. Oh really? I'm gonna try. No. You have muzzle? No, I don't have muzzle. I need to get you one. We need to get you one this year. Really? Yeah, they're not expensive. How much are they usually about? I think I got mine for like $125. And it was new. Was it good? Is it any good though? It's a CVA. So it's pretty decent. I kill one deer with it. I like it. Man, I tell you another thing too. I actually went to a place the other day that had a ton of ammo. Where you at? It was Outdoor Adventures in Cobb County. Oh, really? Yeah. So, they had, uh, they had a ton of stuff. They had more, I, it's the most 9mm and forty caliber ammo I've ever seen. They had a ton of it there. And they were selling it by, like, the thousand, by, like, thousand round. Is so, that, is ammo price has gone down any? No. I and heard they I, did. Oh, I'm sorry. No, good. I heard they did, and then they're going to go back up now. I, I, I'll tell you this. I haven't laid my hands on a box of 30-30 ammo in two years. All right? At the Buckarama, there was some guy selling some ammo at his booth. He had three boxes of 30-30. Do you know what he wanted for a box? Uh, $50. $65 for 20 rounds of thirty thirty. That's crazy. I know. I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's really, really ridiculous. Yeah. But I saw a bunch of uh, 223 ammo. They had some cool guns there and stuff, too. Oh. They were all expensive. I didn't want any. Um, I, I don't need another gun right now. I I should say I would love to have some more guns, but I don't have the money to get any more guns right now. You know what gun I really want? What's that? Uh, the Henry forty five seventy, or whatever is I think that's the right name, right? You want a Henry forty five seventy caliber? Yeah, like I saw, like somebody had one of them guns one time, and I'm just like the way it looks. Oh really? Yeah. Is that right? Is that right? Forty five seventy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I know somebody that has one. They love it. They say that's the best gun they ever had. Can you use them for hunting, though? Yeah. It'll kill just about anything. This is a big old, like, the... Was it... I was looking at some the other day, and I swear it was like... Some of them was like 300 grain. Like, huge. Like, big old bullets. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know somebody's got one in a single shot. And, uh, he killed a deer with it last year. Hmm. Hammered it. 
Man, you ought to get you one. You yeah. show a forty-five seventy. Yeah, I, don't, I was thinking about it. I shot it. I shot his, and it was a surprisingly like because I thought it would have a fair amount of recoil. Being in a single shot, it didn't have any recoil. It was like shooting a twenty gauge. Really? Yeah. I think much recoil. Is it was a CBA, I think too. I'm not sure. I can't remember if it was a CBA or for something else. But I would have thought it would have had a lot of recoil out of a single shot, especially. Yeah. Because uh, Marlin has one, and people say that that gun has a lot of kick out of a Marlin. So I, I was expecting it to actually have some kick to it, but it didn't. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, you ought to get you one. Yeah, I was thinking about it. <clears throat> I think somebody's been trying to talk me into getting a 450 Bushmaster. What's that? I've never heard of that before. It's like a straight wall cartridge. It's kind of like the 350 Legend. Yeah. But it's a little bit bigger. I don't know much about that round. So, I, I just know that it's a, it's gaining popularity. So, I, I'm kind of, I'm going to see how the 350 does this year. I'm, you know, I had, I got I shot one deer with it. I wasn't overly impressed, but I, I'm going to give it another chance, another chance this year, just to see. Yeah, well, how, how big, well, uh, how big is the uh, 350? Caliber. The, the 350? Yeah. It's a 35 caliber bullet, um, but it's a, it's 150 grain, so it's kind of like a, the, what, the easiest thing, it's almost like a 30-30. It's almost, it's bigger than, the bullet's bigger than a 30-30, but in comparison, like if you want to compare it to a, a gun, it would be like a 30-30. It's not a real long range rifle, and it's uh, it's good for kids. Like, it has no recoil at all. And uh, that's why I bought it. It was for Mason and Reed because it has zero recoil. And it's a bigger bullet. It's better than a 243 because it's bigger. So, I wanted something that they could... That was had a little bit more knockdown. But didn't have the recoil. Because when I started hunting, recoil... They... Nobody cared whether the gun kicked. I didn't care. I hunted with a forty four Magnum when I first started hunting. And uh, back then, that gun, actually, it was a rifle, but it kicked. I, but, I mean, of course, when you're little, it makes it do it. Now, like I shoot that gun, it don't kick. Like, I don't even feel it. But, I mean, I've been, I've hunted with a three hundred Win Mag for years. So, I'm used to a lot of kick. So, but now I'm down to a three oh eight because my shoulder kept hurting, so... And it's, I enjoy the 308 shooting it. So, which I know you like yours too. Yeah, I love my 308. It's the best gun I've ever bought. Oh yeah, I I honestly would put that round up to anything. Like you, I go, I'd hunt elk with it. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you can, but I mean, like, I would be, I would be comfortable shooting elk with it. Yeah, I think it's a common uh, round, isn't it? I'm not too sure on that. I don't know. I've never hunted elk, so. But I know somebody uh, that old Ricky. He went out west and hunted elk, and he said that the local guy out there 
said that's all he hunted with was a 308. So, and he's like, you don't have to come out here with a, you know, a big 300 wind mag or a 7 mag. He's like, a 308 would do the job. You know, or a 30 out 6, which, I mean, 308 is basically just a smaller version of a 30 out 6. Because it's 30 caliber bullet, same size bullet. It's just a smaller casing. So, which you can't argue a 30 out 6 is the best gun out there. This just. That's just, it's proven. It do? Isn't that a moose gun, though? Like a 30 out 6. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. 30 out 6 is like, it was developed by the military, I believe, and it was first introduced into, like, the M1 Grand in World War Two. Oh. So, and then it gained popularity as far as, like, a hunting round. Kind of like the 308. The 308 is the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. My favorite gun is the thirty thirty though. I I killed my first deer with a thirty thirty. Yeah. I killed I know I killed one deer with a thirty thirty. I don't know if I've ever killed another one though. I can't remember. I think I actually gave you that gun, didn't I? We traded. Oh yeah. Well, which I I like that gun, but now I can't have no I don't have no ammo for it, so I can't hunt with it. I found I found some ammo. I thought I found some ammo the other day for it, but I don't know. I think it's something else. I don't know. We had some one seventy grain, so I and I, I sighted in for one fifty. So I haven't. That's the thing, you know. When you buy so many guns, it's hard to hunt with them all. And then when you love one like my three hundred eight, it's hard for me to get away from it. I don't. It's hard for me to take another gun in the woods. Yeah, I know what you're saying about that. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna get going on. Uh, I got a couple more pieces of equipment we gotta get, and we're gonna get going on uh, deer season. So I'm excited about that. Anything else that you can think of that's going on that we had discussed this week? No, I can't think of nothing right now. No, I think we covered everything, haven't we? Yeah, pretty much. I think it was covered most of everything that we've... Done. We haven't done much this week. No. <laughs> we just haven't. I will tell you the story there real quick, because you brought up the thirty thirty. Uh, when I was hunting with Bonnie in Jasper County when I was about... I don't know, I was probably 13. And it was raining, and we went down to the swamp, and... When you walk down, you have to crawl this, cross this creek, and then you come out, and it opens up into this, and it's dried up swampland. There's no water out in it, but it's you. It was at one time. It looked like a pond. It looks like a dried up pond. Well, these three does walk out, and uh, I, they were probably 125 yards. They were a long way. And I remember I shot at one of them, and you can hear it, the bullet, like, it, it went boom, where the bullet was sitting on the other side. <coughs> and uh, I, those deer just stood around looking like, what was that? <laughs> I didn't even get close to them. I was so young back then. Though. Bonnie was laughing at me. I shot like four times. <laughs> Missed them every time. They didn't even run off because I was so far, and I wasn't leaning on anything. I learned a lesson. Don't take a free hand shot at 125 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this one time you and me went to uh, 
Big Don hunting, and we, uh, you shot at a buck, and just stood there, shot at like five times or something like that. Well, okay. I appreciate that. It wasn't five times, it was like three. <laughs> and, and it was the same thing. Yeah. So I guess I didn't learn my lesson, because no. I didn't prop on anything there either. <clears throat> That's terrible. It is. To actually tell a story where I killed something, because everybody's going to think, oh, he misses everything. <laughs> I've told three stories today of deer I've missed. That's bad. I hadn't told any stories about any deer I've killed. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) My second deer I killed with a thirty thirty. I will say that. So now that we actually tell a story where I killed something. uh, Me and uh, Bonnie were hunting on the 40 acres. And I sat under... I, I was after school... And I was sitting under a tree that was an old deer stand. And about, you know, right before dark, I heard something. You know, I can't hear. So I've always had hearing problems. And I heard something. I knew it had to have been close. So I turned around and there was two deer, like 15 yards behind me, just walking down the uh, the ridge. And I actually did shoot, kill that one. That's the first deer i ever killed by myself when i was hunting by myself i was so excited because i found the spot i had my own gun i had you know i i did everything that was like my first hunt where i scouted and hunted and it that's like rewarding yeah. when you do everything on your own yeah yeah and like i killed you know i killed one or two of the my first one i killed with the bows I was with somebody. The second one I killed, I went, same thing. I went and scouted the spot, found an acorn tree that was dropping, and killed the deer. And that's more rewarding to me when you do everything on your own. Yeah. I'm, and I've always been hard-headed like that. Like, I want to do it on my own. I want somebody to show me where to hunt. And I pretty much refuse to hunt anybody else's stands unless they're Brandon's. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, you know, I'm excited about this season because I got some good spots this year. And I think that we'll, we're going to kill some good deer this year. I really, I have a feeling. I think it's going to be the year. We're going to have to pay the taxidermy this year. Yep. So. you seen the you seen the buck behind the house though, right? The eight point? He's yeah. Big. That's a good deer. Now that there's which one is the is the eight pointer the bigger one I'm assuming yeah. I didn't count the points on that one but you said there was a seven pointer back there yeah he ain't too big though yeah, he's a small he's like yeah. a basket rack isn't he yeah there's one that's a basket rack you could tell they kind of have the same bloodline almost though because yeah. the racks look almost identical other than one smaller yeah yeah wow. the yeah. uh I'm sorry the seven point is the is young he's very young but he's already big. Yeah. So when he gets old, he's going to be really big there if he don't right. get killed. I'm sure he'll get hit by a car. Yeah, probably. That's what happens every year. Yeah. Or our neighbor will kill him because he shoots everything that moves. Yeah, he killed two bucks in one day. Yeah. Five minutes apart. Yeah. But, you know, I had my chance at him last year, the good one. I don't think he killed that deer, though. The big one? Yeah. Like the Tim? Was 11, it a Tim 11. one? It was 11. It was a 11 pointer? Yeah. Did he kill it? Yeah. Man. He mounted it. It's in his, over his fireplace. That's oh what he said. Oh my goodness. That's what he told me. I don't know if that's true though. 
Yeah, he also said he caught a 20-pound bass out of that pond. I'm like, nah. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I will say there's big fish in there, but there's nothing over there's there. There's no 20-pounders. I, I wouldn't say the biggest fish in there, like bass, is probably about 10 pounds. Because I've hung some really big, really big fish in How there. big? 10. 10? Yeah. I don't even think there's that big. I think there might be one in there seven. I've hung one in there. I'm telling you it was at least seven. Uh, he was really big. Like, it was, like, really uh, my, my theory on that, though, is I fished that pond my whole entire life. Like, from the time I was big enough to even walk till now. And I've never caught a fish in there that big. Ever. Really? The biggest fish I've caught out of there was four pounds. Hmm. Now, I do know somebody that caught one out of that pond that was seven. But that was 20 plus years ago. And I have not heard of anybody catching one out of there. I think that pond is overpopulated. I think it that some of those small bass need to be taken out of it. Yeah, they they do. That's the downfall of any pond, really. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like Big Don's Pond, we had so much fun fishing it. Because you could literally throw a rooster tail or beetle spin and catch one every cast. Yeah. That was like, it was insane. Now, none of them were real big, but... It was fun. It's actually it was the best place to take a kid. Yeah, it was. because th- there was a lot of action. You're not catching big fish, but you're catching a ton of fish. Yeah, uh, I mean we were catching brim on crankbaits because they were so big. The brim now were huge. Yeah, their brim were bigger than hand. Like, oh almost, yeah, almost really. I swear, I believe you could have got a state record brim out of that pond. I think you could have. Yeah, I don't know what a state record like bluegill is but i bet you that that pond had the potential to have one because that i'm never in my life caught brim that big i I think the state record bluegill is five pounds but it's not natural it was fed like uh we'll have to look that up because i don't it is i don't know i don't know if they consider it but it was in south georgia they had this this dude fed bluegill on this special feed and they got massive i got you all right well i think we're just gonna wrap it up for the day you got a bible verse for us today Cameron? Uh, yes i do it is uh uh um how do you say that how do you say that Ecclesiastes? Yeah. It is Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. It says, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, I is. like that. Uh, so, thank y'all for listening this week, and we will catch you next week. Hopefully, we have a, some, we'll have some more stories next week, because we got some things we have to get done this week and uh this weekend so i'm looking forward to it uh make sure that you find us on google podcast spotify and youtube and make sure if you have any um questions yeah questions to email us at beckhorn ministries at gmail.com thank you for listening peace Thank you.